Welcome to the Simply His Coffee Shop. <laughs> Have you ever wondered if wearing jewelry or getting a tattoo is biblical? We had a viewer write in and ask this question, and I know so many people have varied opinions on if it's biblical or not, especially where tattoos are concerned. But Donna, I think I'll go ahead and start with you on this one, as a lot of people that say that getting a tattoo is not biblical refer back to Leviticus. What What is that scripture and what contextually were they saying? Right. That scripture is Leviticus 19.28, and it says, Do not cut your bodies for the dead or put tattoo marks on yourselves. I am the Lord. So no matter how many different scholars that you, you know, look at and read, nobody really, really knows exactly what they were doing in the pagan world. But mm. we do know for sure several different pagan nations and what they were doing based on the historical writings, you know, cuneiform and all of this. So w what we know for sure is because of the context, do not cut yourselves for the dead, that this was yeah. a pagan mourning practice. So the verse is written in response to the pagans of the Old Testament who dramatically marked their bodies in some way that would help either, you know, carry their loved one's spirit to uh -huh. the other world gotcha. more efficiently yeah. as like a mystical seal of protection from being disturbed by departed spirits. These are conjecture. There, We have a lot of the pagan cultures back in the day that were doing that. However, moving a little bit closer to what is very likely the cultural reason here, in Egypt, a commoner was considered the property of the pharaoh or his religious leaders like the priest or whoever. If they had a tattoo of either the god or goddess of the Egyptian pantheon on them or the name of the god or goddess from the Egyptian pantheon, they then were marked as the property of the pharaoh. This was an afterlife kind of property. Understand that. the pharaohs were crazy. Like they even had moments like, I don't know if you know this, but they, they would take their favorite servant in them with the tomb after they died and the servant would slowly starve to death. Oh, wow. They wouldn't even get a humane burial where, you know, they, they make yeah. it quick or painless or anything. They would just be stuck in the tomb and wow. sealed in there. And, and then just, But the idea was that because the Pharaoh was like this chosen one by God or whatever, that like he had deity. become God. He was a deity. So in the Egyptian pantheonic religions, um, the people, the commoners around him, their afterlife was promised based on whatever the Pharaoh decided was going to be a oh, thing. Wow. So the tattoos in Egypt had a lot to do with a belief in where your afterlife would go. Now in Canaan, it was simply a way to identify oneself as belonging to that God. If a person wanted to say, I belong to Ishtar or whatever, right. they would get either the name or the their conceptualization of her tattooed on their skin. So don't do this in mourning of the dead. Don't do this to identify yourself with pagan gods. It doesn't just say, don't get a tattoo. Right. It says, do not do this under these circumstances. Having said all of that, there there are those people that are going to say, you know, I have a tattoo that says mom, or I have a tattoo that says my daughter who passed away. And my mourning was a part of why I got this tattoo. This tattoo has meaning. That It's not just the application of the original context is not free of a relation to a pagan god. I in gotcha. other words, if 
I tattoo my daughter's name, if you know, if you tattoo your mother's name, this is in memory of somebody, but you are still saying outwardly and inwardly, I'm a child of God. Right, you're right. not saying anything about Ishtar or anybody right, else. Right, right, right. You're simply remembering someone. And that is not the same thing. In mourning with a, a spiritually perverted idea is, right. is what this is prohibiting. I got you. So when it comes to tattoos and piercings, generally speaking, there are still some things I would be very careful about. I've said this before. A lot of people that know me very well know that if I had my own completely do what I want to do with my own looks yeah, and I didn't have a ministry where I have to, you know, face people right. that might offend people, right. maybe make somebody stumble because they think something on me looks differently than it should. If I could just be completely free of all that, I would have dreadlocks, tattoos, piercings everywhere. I love that look. Yeah. Like Hawthorne District, Portland, coffee shop. <laughs> Bring yeah. it. I love that look. <laughs> the reason I choose not to, and listen, I want to be clear about this for the, those that are listening to me. This does not have to be your reason. You don't have to follow right. this. Right. You don't have to have this same conviction. But for me, I feel like because there is that exterior, what you're carrying with you. And, yeah. and, and as you meet people and you're representing a certain thing, if you offend the older generation who yeah. they were rooting for you and then they saw a tattoo and now it doesn't matter if they're right or wrong. Right. If they're offended by that, you know, it's kind of like Paul says in the New Testament, meat is for the body and the body is for meat. They don't worry about whether or not somebody at some point when this animal died had gone and sacrificed this meet, you know, to a pagan God or whatever, the strong reaction in the church, um, the ones who are the strongest in this, in this body are going to say, I don't care, dude, it's a stake. Yeah. But there are those people who would be offended by that. What did Paul say about them? Do not go into their house and eat the polluted meat in front right. of them. It right. will cause them to stumble. The Bible right. says, do not do that. Don't just go out of your way to poke at and offend someone. So I am, I keep my skin and my hair away from the, the things that I would rather do. But I'm being very transparent with you. Yeah. Tats, piercings, dreadlocks, the whole nine. I love it. I would do it all the time. I, I can't because I need to make sure that with what I'm doing, yeah. that I never put myself into a position to cause somebody to stumble right. or to offend someone. You got to ask yourself a few questions. So here's a couple of leading ideas here. What is the motive behind the tattoo or piercing? Right. right. Is it vanity? That's one that a lot of people don't consider. They just think, well, my, my motive is not bad. I'm not, you know, I'm not doing anything wrong. I just really, really, really want to look pretty with this thing that I'm doing. Uh -huh. If they do not, if they can honestly say between them and God that their tattoo is not about vanity or getting a different kind of attraction at a bar or whatever, right. if the motive yeah. is not right and they feel convicted about it, whatever proceedeth not from faith is sin. If you feel convicted about it and you do it anyway, a tattoo is a sin for you. Absolutely. You see what I'm saying? Absolutely. So you need to be a little bit careful that you're not, that your motives have been checked. Does the image or the word that you are permanently putting on yourself or the piercing offend God or others? Is it a tattoo of a phallic symbol, breasts, anything satanic, right. or piercings to the extreme that make yourself look demonic? It's going to be really hard to go out and share the name of Jesus if people are looking at you and wondering what church of Satan you belong to. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Does it reflect God in a bad or irreverent light? For instance, I've seen a tattoo that says, Jesus is my homeboy. 
I know this person. I know that their motive is so pure. And I know that out of all other people in the world, they are probably the one that can pull it off. But to a person that doesn't understand right. reverence of God, yeah. Jesus yeah. is not your boyfriend, your homeboy, your your chow babe. Jesus is your Lord. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? That needs to be taken into consideration. Yeah, Are you mature? Are you sure you're ready for a tattoo? This is a permanent thing. A right. piercing is a, is a semi-permanent hole. Even if it heals, it still leaves right. a mark. Are yeah. you going to regret it later? Are you going to look back and say, man, when I was 20, right above my behind, I got that same butterfly everybody else was getting, and now it's sagging, and the butterfly is sad. I don't, you know, are you, are you, are you doing, are you, and that, listen, that's not even a spiritual response. No. That's just common sense right. that you yeah. need to consider. And again, I've already, I've already made this point, but regardless of how we feel about tattoos or piercings or anything, we should still be sensitive oh, to causing a brother to stumble or whether or not that tattoo would ever put us in a position where our Christian witness is compromised. Oh, and then one just to, to keep in mind, be careful getting a tattoo of a cross. I was actually looking through a little tattoo book one day because I was in an office, a medical office waiting for something. And they had, should you get a tattoo article? And one was a cross. This girl had a cross on her wrist that was right side up to her. And they had a picture showing the right side up cross. And it said, what you see. And then it showed her arm rested like this. And it, and the cross was upside down, which oh, was a gotcha. satanic symbol. Oh. And it said what the little old lady at church sees. So be careful getting a cross in a place where it can't accidentally be upside down. Because again, an upside yeah. down cross is actually a very historically satanic demonic symbol. You know, when we were you know, talking about this show, you know, very uh, famous female preacher that I, you know, follow that I like. Mm -hmm. um, she has spoken about tattoos in the past and has never condemned them or the person with them choosing to make sure you're walking in love, you know, and grace kind of a, but, um, funny thing within the last couple of months mm -hmm. at 79 years old, she decided to get a tattoo after reading Isaiah 44, five, <laughs> which says some will say, I belong to the Lord. Others will call themselves by the name of Jacob. Still others will write on the hand, the Lord's and will take the name Israel. And so she kind of almost got convicted about having a, a judgment of people with tattoos. Another thing that she got convicted about in judging people, she was with another uh, pastor friend. They went into a coffee shop. I think I told you this. Mm -hmm. um, the girl behind the counter had a very not natural color of hair. It was very bright. This preacher's friend of yours. Yeah. Her mind went to kind of what, how are you going to get a job with, you know, or keep a job or, you know, climb the ladder, you know, kind of a thing. When, and the, the preacher that was with her, friend of hers, he immediately was like, oh my gosh, I love your hair. How did you get that, that color? <laughs> and that rapport started, which therein opened a gateway for him to be able to talk to her and yep. show her the love of Christ. Yep. And so what this, you know, female did at the age of 79, she got a lovely little cross right back here with, um, I belong to Jesus on it. And then on her foot, on the inside of her right foot, she had it written like, like, right, like in here, walk in love so that she would remember, have a visual reminder as she's going about the marketplace, what she's supposed to be doing. So I thought, man, and I, I told that to a very close friend of mine who I have tattoos and her husband has tattoos. And she has always said, no, 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 no. 
And when we were talking about it, she's like, I might get one now. <laughs> I'm like, I'll hold your hand. <laughs> Let's go together. <laughs> so I just thought that was really cool, you know. And it, and for me, you know, personally, I never had them, you know, growing up or a desire for it. But there came a point in my life where I lost my best friend. And when that happened, I wanted to memorialize her on my body. And, you know, I have I have a little heart. And in the heart, it says N-O-T-W, not of this world, because she's no longer with me. I know where she's at. And the T is across. And then butterfly wings, because it was very significant at her memorial service, you know, the butterfly. And, and it took me a while to think about doing it, because it's painful. I'm not a fan of pain. <laughs> um, but, you know, the manner in which she was taken from me, she endured way much more pain than that little tattoo ever will, you know, have lasted like nine hours or whatever. So, you know, for me, it, it's, it was a personal choice. It's not something um, that I took lightly. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was very um, thought out. It wasn't flippant or, yeah. you know, so I like it. I like mine, you know, and I, I like the fact too, um, you know, a lot of people will talk about, um, you know, piercings or tattoos and, and I could be completely wrong. But, you know, in Revelation, it talks about King of King and Lord of Lords is on my saber, my, my redeemer, you know, so on the thigh, yeah, on the thigh, you know, so that, that to me, it's like, okay. And again, it's intentional. Yeah. It's, it's specific. It's not flippant. So I find it, you know, when I looked that up. I saw so many people saying, well, Jesus has a tattoo in the book of Revelation. And just as many people were like, no, it wasn't a tattoo. It just says that it was written there. So I'm like sitting here going, wait a second. Is the body of Christ literally debating whether or not this is temporary ink? It's a Sharpie. It's like, a Sharpie. It's a Sharpie. Yeah. I just thought, okay. There's so many other second. things. <laughs> really? We're fighting about that. I just, I thought that was so funny, but no, I agree. Whether it's a tattoo or somebody wrote on a Sharpie, like <laughs> at the end of the day, it does absolutely acknowledge that there is a name written on the body of Christ in the book of Revelation. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's very telling. Yeah. And you, th you think about the cruci uh, the crucifixion too. He was pierced for my transgressions, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No doubt. You know, I hadn't even thought of that. Cool. Cause it's different. Yeah. But I, yeah. Well, I've always thought it was interesting too, because tattoos on people, cause here's the thing too. Some people may have gotten tattoos before they were even saved. So oh, now sure. what, what are they supposed to do with, oh, you weren't supposed to get tattooed. But the thing is, is they sometimes, because they are tattooed, they can reach people yeah. now with the love of Jesus that oh, absolutely. us yeah. untattooed people may not be able to ever reach right. them because sometimes it's a conversation starter. Cause yeah. I've noticed people out in the marketplace, yeah. you know, in stores or whatever. And I'll comment, oh, that's a really cool tattoo. And sometimes you can tell that it is a Christian tattoo, but it still opens up. If somebody else notices that tattoo, you're like, oh, are you a Christian? Your tattoo is to start the conversation. You know, if it is in a place where you can see what it says and it can be a conversation starter so that if they ask you, oh, what does your tattoo mean? Oh, this is what it means. 
Well, and piercings, don't forget, like, people want to talk about piercings, but they don't usually understand that women in the Israelite nation were pierced specifically as belonging to the Israelite nation. And, of course, by extension, what does that mean? It means they belong to God. It established them as a woman belonging to the nation of God. That was part of what the piercings were. They would bore holes. Now, a person can could take this a step further and talk all about the different ways that, you know, people who were slaves, and I, and I put air quotes around that word because slaves in the Bible does not mean what the word slaves mean now. It, it really, more or less, it just meant a very willing indentured servant that <laughs> earned a wage and was treated very kindly, yeah. uh, all of these things. But they were also marked in a way that um, identified them with their master. So consider that as well. Like, mm-hmm. you know, if if this man owned this man for seven years or whatever it was that they had agreed to, sometimes, not every time, but they would mark themselves with uh, an earring through the earlobe. And that said, I belong to this one. This yeah. is my master. So that's also very cool because in a way that's like a foreshadowing of, you know, wearing a cross earring or, yeah. you know what I mean? Being able to say, I've, I, I'm wearing this earring that specifically marks me as a child of God. Yeah. Every year that we used to go to up at Lake of the Ozarks when we had our WM's big, you know, central conference or whatever, um, this person and I would always come back with a new hole in our ears, (laughs) (laughs) you know, to the point that I had like six in this one and one in this one. I said, okay, seven is the number of completion or done. Oh, <laughs> I need two more. Let's go. Let's go to Claire's. Come on. <laughs> on that note, we do need to take a really quick break. We'll be right back. Summer is here. The kiddos are out of school, the days are getting longer, and the time for rest and rejuvenation is upon us. We're here to boost your summer plans with our Simply His Summer Collection Package. Being a mother is a job that never ends no matter how old your children are. And as moms, we also need to be there for each other as we trek through the weeds of parenthood. Motherhood does not have to cost us our energy, our bodies, or our health. With the incredible Simply His Summer Collection Package, you'll get the informative book Mom Hacks by author Daria Long Gillespie, a physician and mother who shares solutions for moms everywhere that doesn't have to be adding to your to-do list, but can totally make doing life and motherhood easier. Also included in this package is our sleek, Simply His Tumbler, constructed of stainless steel in a beautiful turquoise, a handy reusable straw, and adorned with our Simply His logo, you can keep your drinks ice cold while you spend some time in the sun hour after hour. And speaking of ice cold drinks, who doesn't love a nice glass of iced tea on those hot summer days? Well, we have a special surprise for you. Pick your favorite flavor from our selection of organic, non-GMO loose-leaf teas that can be enjoyed both iced or hot. Our teas are perfect for single-serve drinks, but also work wonderfully for summer gatherings with your family. Will you choose the Southern Peach or maybe Mango Tango? Get the Simply His Summer Collection Package today. Retail value of over $50 is yours for just $35 plus shipping and handling. Scan the QR code on the screen or give us a call at 844-750-4985. Again, that's 844-750-4985. Now let's get back to Simply His. 
<laughs> Welcome back. We are continuing our discussion on tattoos and ear piercings. A lot of people take their infants, you know, their infant daughters to go get their ears pierced when they're really, really little. Yeah. Well, Joe and I had discussed that and we were like, well, it makes sense why some people do that at that age because then they're easier to clean and they're they're less likely to get infected because you're able to clean them. Right. Try wrangling a three or four year old when right. when it's totally right. different. Yeah. But we had made the determination that we wanted the girls to actually want that. So we actually waited until they were like four or five. Mm -hmm. And then they started asking about it because they saw a lot of their friends have earrings. They saw my earrings, you know, so they were like, well, I want earrings, but I, we still, are you sure it's going to hurt a little bit? And then we have to clean them. So are you sure? So we would let it, you know, go on for a little while and have them consistently ask about it before then we finally went ahead and let, took them to get that done. But Joe and I never really had a problem with it because we didn't have any convictions about that. Yeah. And it kind of goes back to, to what Donna was saying before is it if it's a conviction for you, right. then don't do it. But as far as our culture today, I don't really see that there's any issue with that. But again, if you have a conviction about it, Right. then don't do it. And I know there are still some religions out there yes. that say you have to wear a dress. Right, you right. have to, you can never cut your hair. You can't yeah. wear makeup. You can't wear jewelry. You yeah. can't, you know, there's all of these reasons why. And I'm not bashing that at all. That's just what they believe. Right. And that's fine because for them, that's their conviction. I know too, though, with your ears that some people have gotten certain piercings to help manage their migraines. Yeah. And things. Oh, so, because of like acupuncture pressure yes, points. Yeah, yeah, so the yeah. pressure points, they get it in a certain spot. It helps with their migraines. And for a lot of people, that's how then they become out of pain. So why would I say, hey, that's a sin? You oh, are doing a yes. sinful thing yes. because you got a piercing yes. that helps with your Instead migraines. Instead of taking a, a, a know, pharmaceutical. Exactly. <laughs> well, and listen, essentially this exact same conversation could branch into a million subdivisions oh, of for cultural sure. of acceptance course. versus not in right. cultural. Right. And it just happens to be true. Some people say, well, I don't care. The Bible says, yeah, okay. But honestly, if you look at really what's going on, even Paul consistently in the New Testament allowed for cultural interpretation mm -hmm. to be right. why something was or was not prohibited. Yeah. He yeah. prohibited a braid with gold weaved into it. Why? Because that is what the prostitutes did with their hair in that day in yeah. Ephesus and Corinth. He said that every woman who is prophesying in the church has to do so or praying when a church has to do so with her head covered. And we look at that now and, and for the sake right. of the angels, what? I mean, <laughs> there's all these things. We could go on and on and oh, on. Oh, for sure. It, people want to say the Bible says, the Bible says, but even Paul was like, well, no, that it, it, it does matter what your culture perceives that to yeah. Me. yeah yeah for sure it, it does matter so i had a lady that emailed me a, a few years ago and her husband bless his heart was telling her there's no verse on this by the way but he was telling her that she had to wear heels all the time and skirts all the time because that is what a lady does oh wow and she owned a farm so she is out in the mud pit feeding the pigs in heels that's not and i'm like and so i'm like okay Honest to God, I know you're emailing me because you want me to give you a verse. Right. I'm not going to give you a verse. I'm going to tell you the origin of high heels. They came from King Louis. He 
man was the first one that invented high heels. The heel was something that went straight into the stirrups for men in war so yes. that they could grip their horses yeah. driving into battle. Then when they got back from war, when you see today yeah. a soldier that is decorated, that's yeah. decorated with medals and different things like that, the high heel, it was worn by King's first soldiers. Wow. Like wow. when they would so march the in the SWAT team or the SEAL team were the ones wearing it. Yeah, yeah. It was like the <laughs> manly thing yeah. to wear. Wow. You know what I mean? Now go back to the Bible days. Who was the wow. first one to wear a, I'm putting quotes around this, a dress, robes? The men. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? If you look at the origin of underwear in the Bible, it's actually kind of funny because there was the, you know, I can't remember, it's, I think it's Exodus, but a priest is walking up and, and, and the Bible's like, the, the Lord is clearly giving them instruction, make sure to wear the loin cloth so that when you are walking up, it's not showing up <laughs> the robe. But it's, I mean, well, it's gotcha. funny because you look at that and you're like, that's exactly what you'd tell a woman today. Right. right. I love your dress. Lower the hemline because when you're up on that stage leading worship, you're you're showing your goods. Oh wow! So it's like all this stuff. Is it, is it manly? Is it how, what does the culture interpret that, that to yeah, be? Yeah, it does matter. Yeah, for sure. So like I'm from the older generation, and my parents growing up did not approve of tattoos. They just thought they were not the thing to do. And for whatever reason, I don't even know why they had that opinion. Mm -hmm. I just grew up thinking that this, this is not a good thing. Some of what they were telling or what their feelings were, were very practical. Mm -hmm. For one, when you hit a certain age and your body starts to change, that tattoo is not going to be a butterfly no more. It's going to be a butterflop. <laughs> yeah, there it goes. And there it is. And in doing so, you now have created skin junk, skin yeah. garbage. So you might start out this beautiful painting in a portrait, but then after a while, you're just like, you're a mess. That's my opinion. Yeah. yeah. I agree with them on that point, and I've seen that happen. <laughs> I'm not saying that it's right or wrong. That's your choice. You get to decide what you do with your body. Me, I was young and dumb and about 13, hanging out with a couple of my friends, and we were going to do tattoos. <laughs> so one day we got together, and I was going to put, huh? put a little cross right here. For the same reason that this other girl, I don't even know why, but that was the only thing that I felt was okay. Mm. If it's How a funny. cross and it represents, this was before I even got saved. Wow. But there was something about the cross that in my childhood, somewhere I had picked up, that was something I needed to remember. Anyway, I, I, I got it all together and I went, one, two, that's enough, that's <laughs> enough. <laughs> so I had this little bitty dot right there <laughs> that reminds me. That's one reason I won't do it. <laughs> I don't like the pain. Um, but that little dot, you know, I was, it was cute because in the earlier, before we started this program, uh, one of the ladies in our in-house audience was telling us that their grandpa did the same thing. <laughs> but she gave me a really cool end of my story. So he got a dot on his arm and that, he did the same thing. Two or three punches and he was done. He calls it the world. <laughs> the whole world. That's the whole world on his shoulder. The whole world is on my hand. So you're holding it up. I got the you whole got the whole world. world. <laughs> oh, yeah. So well, that's, that's kind of corny and all. Dad did the same thing, um, except he went way further. And he tried this like seven or eight times. And he would grab the needle and he'd, oh, I'm going to tough it out this time. Yeah, never mind, I, I'm not tough enough. So he's got like, we don't know. It's all over. There, yeah. But it was funny because I don't remember I don't remember who it was. Somebody was sitting next to him one day at a restaurant and dad rolled up his sleeve and was about to eat his salad and the guy goes, Now, is this Hebrew? <laughs> <laughs> and dad 
goes, Dad looks at me and he winks and he goes, yep. <laughs> and of course he admitted no. It's just a bunch of nonsense. Do it. That's, that's so, so funny. That's all I got to say about that. <laughs> Well, and we are completely out of time, so we hope that you enjoyed today's program, and we will see you next week in the Simply His Coffee Shop. (laughs) 